Good morning, Jesse McDougall here at the Martial Arts of Money. Today is January 16th, 2019, and uh, we're going to do uh, Chapter 7 of Mind Over Mood. The subject is called Automatic Thoughts. We're going to start in just a couple minutes here. Uh, this is a, a multi-part series. of the uh, book uh, written in the 80s actually by Dennis Greenberger and Christine Padsky and it is uh, phenomenal. I just want to give thanks to, I think her name's Megan Gallagher on Instagram. She uh, she recommended this book on one of her uh, posts for the day and uh, gotta say thanks Megan, it's a great book. And um, just want to say there's, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I've been for, I guess, the past six years. And uh, I heard something the other week uh, that kind of resonated with me. It made me, made me think of something that I couldn't just stop thinking about. And I guess how I'm a bit guilty with, um, with this part, I guess, but it's just a matter of perception where you kind of think it's good or bad or whatever. But uh, it had to relate to it doing like mental massaging, like not making money in your business and focusing on things that, you know, aren't revenue producing. And I was thinking about mental massaging in this book. Um, this is the 115th book that I'm reading in the past six or seven years. I'm not exactly sure. And uh, this definitely is mental massaging. Uh, but the way I look at, you know, entrepreneurship or your life or whatever, it's time. Time is your most valuable asset. And uh, knowing that, knowing that you can't get more time, but you can always get more money. That is such a massive mental shift. And uh, as a principle for your life, um, I think that's just imperative. So uh, for me, it's always been more important to take care of myself as a person versus the mission of the company. Because it's like, if I'm not healthy myself, how am I going to perform to the best of my ability at work? So here we go. Automatic thoughts. Okay. See how uh, and I've got a task to complete today. And so today I'm gonna to be putting on my accounting hat um, after we hang up uh, this podcast here. So, so I have to switch roles and unfortunately switching too many roles leads to inefficiencies, but just keep moving forward, it's all you can do. state for the record I am uh, open-minded to um, you know uh, jobs or clients and uh, I'd like to stay in the technology space okay Marissa was working at her desk when her supervisor came in to say hello while they were talking her supervisor said by the way I want to compliment you on the nice report you wrote yesterday as soon as her supervisor said this Marissa became nervous and scared. She couldn't shake this mood the rest of the morning. 
Vic was putting the dishes on the counter after dinner when his wife said, I took the car into the get the oil change today. With irritation, Vic said, I told you I was going to change the oil on Saturday. His wife replied, well, you need to be saying you'd take care of it for two weeks. So I just took care of it myself. Fine, yelled Vic, throwing a dish towel across the room. Why don't you just get yourself another husband? <laughs> he grabbed his coat and slammed the door as he left the house. Come on, Vic, you shouldn't have left the house. As you begin to keep track of your moods, Oh shoot, I should have did that yesterday. As you, as you begin to keep track of your moods, you will notice times when you, like Marissa, experience a mood that doesn't seem to fit the situation. Most people don't feel anxious after getting a compliment. At other times, you will have a quick, strong reaction like Vic's. That's her system one reaction. It's just your natural reaction. And you can't blame people for their system one reactions, okay? When people have their like automatic reaction, it is what it is, that's their true form. And if you can hold back your judgment, you're gonna build your relationship better uh, with that person. An outsider looking on this scene might think that Vic was overreacting in this situation, and yet his reaction might have seemed to be just the right one onto him. And for me, I, I can empathize where Vic's coming from, right? Because what's the, what's the common problem between you know all married families? You know, for the most part. Well, it's usually money. It's money and time. And uh, Vic probably didn't change the oil because just life gets in the way. And, you know, you're not perfect. And he was probably upset because it's a job he could have done to, you know, show that he, show himself as a man to his wife. He could fix something because that's men that were just like that. And on the flip side, uh, Getting your oil change is expensive. It costs like 125 bucks. It's like a ripoff. It's like you take one bolt out of your car, the oil drips out. You put the bolt back in, and you put new oil in. So uh, that's why he might have been upset because of the money side of it. And then women, with um, at least in my experience with money, they're emotional. They're not logical. And my biggest mentors have said, "No, there's no emotion when it comes to money, Jesse. It's pure logic." And I've seen very rich people like the like the baron of the fields there's that like that toughness that like hey this is my battle chest kind of thing and uh, that's the part of business I don't like but it's inevitable uh, what is it the survival of the fittest kind of thing or something how can we make sense of our moods? If we can identify the thoughts we are having, our moods usually make perfect sense. Think of thoughts as clues to understanding moods. For Marissa, we have the following puzzle. My supervisor compliments me. Clue, thoughts, mood. 80% nervous, 90% scared. How can this make sense? Marissa was confused about why she reacted this way until she talked to her therapist. Therapist. What was scary about the situation? I don't know. Just knowing the supervisor noticed my work, I guess. What's scary about that? Well, I don't always do a good job, so what might happen? Someday the supervisor will, will notice a mistake, and then what might happen? The supervisor will be mad at me. What's the worst that might happen then? I hadn't thought about it, but I, I guess I could get fired. That, that is a scary thought. And then what might happen? With a bad recommendation, I'd have trouble getting another job. 
So that explains why you left felt scared. You can summarize for me what you figured out here. Marissa, maybe the compliment made me realize my supervisor is noticing my work. I know I make mistakes, so I worried about what might happen if supervisor noticed one of these mistakes. I guess I jumped to the conclusion that I'd be fired and not be able to get another job. It sounds a little silly now. But at the end, it doesn't. Um, even reading this for me, it brings up personal pain triggers. Uh, we've all been fired from jobs or laid off or uh, denied. That's the most confusing part of the process. And now I'm going to leverage when it comes to the nine to five perspective and getting jobs. Um, and I'm going to leverage my uh, what my best teacher I ever had said. I asked him one thing. Hey, Mr. So-and-so, what best piece of advice can you give me to quit myself to go into the business world? He said, lie to get what you want. And I'm not a good liar. Um, but I'm learning, say, in the lower mainland, for example. Um, and uh, people that have got really good jobs, they just basically copy the job description. And put it on there. Uh, notice how the thoughts uncovered by Marissa and her therapist provide the necessary clues to understand her emotional reaction. My supervisor compliments me. My supervisor is noticing my work. When my supervisor finds a mistake, I'll be fired. I won't be able to get a job. Nervous, 80%. Scared, 90 Most of us would feel nervous and scared if we thought we were going to be fired and couldn't get another job. Now, Marissa's mood makes sense. As you can see, an important step in understanding our moods is learning to identify the thoughts that accompany them. See if you guess what Vic's automatic thoughts might have been when he got so angry with his wife for changing the oil in the car. Judy changed the oil in the car. Judy says, you've been saying you'd take care of it for two weeks, so I just took care of it. Clue, thoughts, angry, 95%. In the clue, thoughts column, write any thoughts you, you can think of to explain Vic's strong, angry reaction. I've already kind of said it, so I'm not going to do that. After Vic left the house, he realized that he was not upset at his wife, that his wife, he was not upset that his wife changed the oil in the car. In fact, his week had been very busy and it was a big help that she had taken care of this chore. His anger was related to the thoughts he had about her changing the oil. He thought, she's mad at me for not doing it. She doesn't appreciate how hard I'm trying to do everything. She's critical of me. She thinks I'm not good enough. No matter how hard I try, she's never happy with me. These thoughts help us understand Vic's reaction. Thoughts like these are called automatic thoughts because they simply pop into our, our heads automatically throughout the day. We don't plan or intend to think of a certain way. In fact, often we are not even aware of our automatic thoughts. One of the purposes of CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, is to bring automatic thoughts into awareness. Awareness is the first step towards change, change and better problem solving. Once Vic was aware of his thoughts, a number of possibilities for change came available to him. If he decided that his thoughts were distorted or didn't work for him, he could work to change his understanding of the situation. On the other hand, if Vic concluded that his thoughts were accurate, he could talk directly to his wife to discuss his feelings and ask her to appreciate his efforts more. Since we are constantly thinking and imagining, we have automatic thoughts all the time. We daydream about friends 
or the weekend or worry about getting errands done. These are all automatic thoughts. <clears throat> we want to feel better. The automatic thoughts that are most important are the ones that help us understand our strong moods. These thoughts can be words, I'll get fired, images or mental pictures. Marissa might have seen herself as a homeless person sitting at a street corner or memories. The memory of being hit on the hand with a ruler by a fifth grade teacher when she made a mistake might have flashed through Marissa's mind. To identify automatic thoughts, notice what goes through your mind when you have a strong feeling or a strong reaction or something. To practice identifying automatic thoughts, write down what goes through your mind when you imagine yourself in the following situations. Situation. You are at a shopping center and are going to buy a very special present for yourself. You saw it there a few weeks ago and have been saving your money to buy it. When you get to the store, the sale clerk tells you they no longer carry that item. Your automatic thoughts. Good. I save money. Uh, I say good. It wasn't meant to be. Situation two, <clears throat> you cooked a, a dish for a neighborhood party. You're a bit nervous because you tried a new recipe. After 10 minutes, several people come up and say they think the food you made is delicious. Automatic thoughts, awesome. Gratitude. Nailed it. Different people have different automatic thoughts in these situations. For the food situation in examples too, some people might think, oh good, the food turned out okay and they feel relief or pride. Other people think, these people are just trying not to hurt my feelings, it probably tastes terrible, and they feel ashamed or embarrassed. In any situation, there are many ways to interpret what events mean. The interpretation you make affects your mood. Actually, we usually have a number of automatic thoughts during situations in our lives. The questions in the following helpful hints can help you identify your automatic thoughts. Not every question will help you in every situation, but by asking yourself these questions, you will capture most of your automatic thoughts. There is a hint after each question that suggests which questions might be best to help identify automatic thoughts linked to different moods. What was going on through my mind just before I started to feel this way? Oh, so these are questions to help identify automatic thoughts. This is important. Say for example, if you blow up on someone, like your best customer, which I did a couple months ago, what was going on? What images or memories do I have in this situation? What does this mean about me, my life, my future? What am I afraid might happen? What is the worst that could happen? What does this mean about how other people feel, think about me? What does this mean about the other person or people in general? Did I break rules, hurt others, or 
not do something I should have done. What I do think about myself that I did this or believe <clears throat> I did this. Guilt, shame. To identify automatic thoughts, ask yourself these questions. Until you have identified the thoughts that help you understand your emotional reactions, you may need to ask yourself some of these questions two or three times to uncover all of the automatic thoughts. To look for images and memories, just let your mind wander and see if pictures come to mind when you think of the situation in which you had the strong feeling. You don't need to answer all of these questions. Sometimes the answers to just one or two of these questions are enough to identify the thoughts that are going through your mind when you're having a strong mood. Answer as few or as many of the questions in the box as necessary to identify the thoughts associated with your distress. Begin with general questions. Usually we start with the first questions in the helpful hints above, the ones labeled general. These are questions you can ask yourself with any mood you experience. In the beginning, you may not know what went through your mind just before you started to feel this way. With observation and practice, many people become expert at identifying their key automatic thoughts by just asking the first question in the box. You might wonder why the second question asks about images and memories. It turns out that most of us do have images when we are experiencing strong moods. These may be visual or a song or words going through our minds or a physical feeling. Sometimes these images are completely imaginary. You see yourself lying on the ground with people staring at you. And sometimes they repeat memories of experiences we have had, e.g. remembering a day when school classmates laughed at you. When you have these images or memories, they tend to evoke strong moods stronger than those you experience with, with word thoughts. So it is very important to notice these images and memories and to write them down and draw them on a thought record along with other thoughts. Next, ask specific mood questions. After asking and answering the general questions, you might find it helpful to ask yourself the specific mood question in helpful hints on the facing page. The specific mood questions are labeled anxiety, depression, anger, guilt, or shame. You are likely to identify the automatic thoughts associated with each of your moods by asking the specific questions. You can answer any of these questions that seem helpful to you, but the specific mood questions are written to help you identify the types of thoughts that tend to go with particular moods. Depression. For example, when we feel sad or depressed, we tend to be self-critical and have negative thoughts about our lives and futures. As described in chapter 13, therefore, if you are experiencing depression or similar moods like sadness, discouragement, or disappointment, ask yourself, what does this mean about me? What does this mean about my life? What does this mean about my future? These questions help identify the negative automatic thoughts that related to those moods. Anxiety. Chapter 14 des describes... When we are anxious, we tend to imagine a series of worst-case events and outcomes. We overestimate danger and underestimate our ability to cope with things that go wrong. Sometimes anxious thoughts begin with what if. 
and end in a prediction of something terrible happening. When this occurs, in addition to writing down the what-if question, it is helpful to write down the answer you give to that question that makes you feel more anxious. For example, if you think, what if I have a picnic panic attack at the store? You might write, if I have a panic attack at the store, then I will collapse. I see an image of paramedics coming and carrying me away. Everyone is staring, and I am so embarrassed. Therefore, when you feel anxious, scared, nervous, or similar moods, it is helpful to ask, what am I afraid might ha happen? That's true. What are you afraid? I'm afraid I'll go bankrupt. Uh, what is the worst thing that can happen? Well, my credit score goes down. Who cares? You don't want to borrow credit. Credit is like the drug. You want to stay away from credit. Credit is bad, okay? What is the worst that could happen? When you are asking these questions, it can also be helpful to think about what you imagine your own worst responses might be to the situation, e.g. an image of losing control and running from the room screaming. Guilt and shame usually are connected to thoughts about having done something wrong. Chapter 15 explains these moods in more detail. A variety of thoughts or behaviors may be associated with feeling guilty or ashamed. For example, you may have let someone down or believe that you have let the person down. You may have broken a rule or moral obligation that is important to you. Or you may have had thoughts that violate what you value. Therefore, if your mood is guilt or shame, the helpful hints section on page 54 recommends that you ask yourself, did I break the rules? Did hurt others or do something I should have or not do something I should have? What do I think about myself that I did this or believe I did this with shame? It also can be helpful to ask, what does this mean about how the other person feels thinks about me what might they think if they knew this about me summary of how to identify automatic thoughts when you are looking for thoughts linked to a particular mood be sure to ask yourself the two general questions from the helpful hints section on page 54 and the two or three specific questions for the mood you are trying to understand However, it is also sometimes helpful to ask questions linked to other moods. For example, Anya, who was socially anxious, answered the question, what is the worst that could happen with I am not going to know what to say and I'll look stupid. However, by asking the depression question, what does this mean about me? Anya uncovered the thought, no one will ever love me. Like Anya, you can use the mood labels at the end of the questions as guides by answering some of those questions associated with other moods may help you identify additional important automatic thoughts got a quick exercise coming up here connecting thoughts and moods worksheet 7.1 helps you make the connection between thoughts and specific moods as described on the previous pages 
Of the five moods described, depression, anxiety, anger, guilt, shame. Write on the line which mood you think is most likely to go with each thought. The first two have been complete, completed as examples. So the op depression, anxiety, guilt, anxiety, depression, anxiety, anger, guilt, shame. She's being unfair. Guilt? I don't even know. I don't know. She's being unfair. Shame? I shouldn't have been so hurtful. Shame? I don't even know. Yeah, I'm gapping out here. If people knew this about me, they wouldn't like me. Shame? I don't freaking know. Well, okay, this is exposing some weaknesses in me. When I give my speech, people will laugh at me. Anxiety. It's wrong for me to think about this. Guilt. He's cheating and insulting me. Anger. There's no use in trying anymore. Depression. If something goes wrong, I can't cope. Anxiety. Below are the answers to the worksheet. Review the relevant paragraphs of this chapter to understand why these specific thoughts might be connected to the moods listed. She's being unfair. Anger. Okay, I thought it was shame. Okay, so let's go back. I got that wrong. Just fine. She's being so unfair. Anger. So you come back to this questions to help identify automatic thoughts. Wow. This stuff's important, guys, I gotta say. Yeah, this stuff's really important. I believe like mental health is the, the square root of change for the rest of our civilization. It, I shouldn't have been so hurtful. Shame. I know that is guilt. Guilt. So, rec yeah, recognizing your moods and emotions. <clears throat> I got that one right. If people knew this about me, they wouldn't like me. Shame, that's right. Six. When I give a speech, people laugh at me. Anxiety, seven. It's wrong for me to think about this. Guilt, got that right. He's cheating and insulting me. Anger, got that right. There's no use in trying more. Depression, got that right. If something goes wrong, I can't cope. Anxiety, got that. Okay, so anger and guilt. For me, I didn't recognize those. It could be the question. I doubt it. So anger and guilt. Wow, that makes that kind of hits home with me, actually. Um, for anyone that's kind of, you know, doesn't know me yet or whatever, um, I'm a, I guess a retired professional mixed martial artist um, with an, just a extensive amateur record in uh, 
Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu and University Wrestling. Anger and guilt. That's funny. Anger management. That's what uh, we all can improve from anger management. <coughs> okay, we've got another exercise here. We're almost done, and then this will be uh, exercise and one more paragraph. Oh, no, no. Shoot. Wow. Okay, we've got a while to go here. Might have to do two episodes today. Separating situation, moods, and thoughts. Think of a time today or yesterday when you had particularly strong moods such as depression, anxiety, guilt, or shame. If there's a particular mood you are working on as you use this book, choose a situation in which you felt that mood. Write about this experience on worksheet 7.2 describing the situation, your moods, and your thoughts in as much detail as you can remember, this exercise is designed to help you define, separate, and understand different parts of your experience, an important step in learning to manage your mood. Yeah, I can tell right now, like I don't want to even do this right now, but let's just keep going. Okay, what situation we'll do this morning. I gotta do some my client's corporate tax return. What's my mood? It's a bit of guilt, a shame, because it's not done, and anger, because uh, what happens servicing clients? I've got to take yeah, all work away from my internet operation to service them. And not having the proper setup is a bit of a challenge. Automatic thoughts, images. Did you find that you experienced more than one mood in the situation you wrote about? Yep. Often we have several moods in the same situation. That's important. Since there are likely to be different thoughts associated with each mood, it is helpful to circle or mark the one mood in column two that is most distressing to you. Then ask yourself the relevant questions to identify thoughts connected to that mood. Learning to identify automatic thoughts can be very interesting and identifying them will help you understand why you feel the way you feel in different situations. The more you pay attention to your thoughts, the easier it is to identify several thoughts tied to a mood. The first three columns of the thought record take an emotional situation in your life and put it under a psychological microscope. You are learning to take a slice of your life and put it under a psychological microscope. You are learning to take a slice of your personal experience and examine it more closely. This close look at what is going on in the situation and within yourself is necessary before you move on to the second half of the thought record, which will help you figure out what changes will help you feel better. Worksheet 7.3 is designed to give you more practice in identifying your automatic thoughts. Automatic thoughts are the springboard for change throughout the next few chapters. 
Therefore, it is important for you to become skilled at identifying them. Before reading ahead, complete worksheet 7.3 for another situation in which you had one or more moods you are concerned about. Okay, so I'm going to do one where um, I've learned a, a pain trigger for me is the, the word job. When someone uses the word job who doesn't really understand being self-employed and the other side of business and employing people. Uh, for, mood, for me, for moods, it hits my angry. It makes, makes me angry. Uh, makes me feel guilty. And I feel ashamed. Now... My automatic thoughts is that it takes, um, I get like that because it takes, the word job literally takes me away from what I've worked on, what I've built. But I discovered uh, the other day, um, what I'm really uh, scared of is golden handcuffs and not working in the industry related to what I've already worked on. got to think about this for a bit so lack of support that's the biggest thing lack of okay hot thoughts imagine walking into a room, a room turning on a table lamp and having no light appear you may discover that the lamp is unplugged or that the wall switch is turned off. Plugging in the lamp and turning it on causes electricity to flow and the lamp to light up. Wires that carry electricity are called hot wires. Similarly, the automatic thoughts that are most strongly connected to intense moods are called hot thoughts. These are the thoughts that conduct the emotional charge so these are also the thoughts that are most important for us to identify, examine, and consider whether we need to change them to feel better. To learn about hot automatic thoughts, let's look at one of Vic's thought records. Vic wanted to identify automatic thoughts and images that would help him. Situation. Handing a monthly report to my supervisor, she reads it while standing in my office. 90% nervous, 60% irritated. Automatic thoughts. 
What was going on through my mind just before I got nervous? Why is she reading it here? Answer makes me nervous. She's looking for problems and will criticize me. What images or memories do I have in, in this situation? A memory of my dad criticizing how I mow the lawn. His face is red and he looks really upset with me. Specific anxiety questions. What, I, what am I afraid might happen? She'll be unhappy with my sales. I bet the other salesperson did better this month. What is the worst that could happen? I'll get fired and get a pay cut. Yeah, there's no way to live in fear, man. That's just terrible. Whatever. <clears throat> Understand his nervousness. So he circled this mood in column two. To help identify his automatic thoughts, this... Vic asked himself two general questions into helpful hints, questions to help identify automatic thoughts. These questions are underlined in figure 7.1. In addition, since his feeling of nervousness was most closely related to the mood of anxiety, he asked himself two anxiety questions from helpful hints, which are also underlined. Notice that Vic described the situation and then identified and rated his moods. He circled nervous because this was the mood he wanted to learn about more about. Because different thoughts are connected to different moods, it is helpful to circle or mark the mood you want to learn about to figure out the automatic thoughts connected with his nervousness. He asked himself some of the questions listed in the helpful hints on page 54. He asked both of the general questions. What was going through my mind just before I started to feel this way? And what images or memories do I have in the situation? As well as the specific questions related to anxiety. What am I afraid might happen? What is the worst that could happen? Because nervousness is similar to anxiety. To find out which of his thoughts were hottest, most emotionally charged, Vic considered each thought by itself to see how much that thought alone would make him feel nervous. For example, if he thought only the first thought, why is she reading it here? Vic decided he would have rated his nervousness 10%. However, when she wrote in the answer to this question that made him most nervous, she looked for problems and will criticize me. His anxiety increased. All of Vic's rating can be seen here. Why is she reading it here? 10%. She's looking for problems and will criticize me. Nervous, 50%. A memory of my dad criticizing how I mowed the lawn. His face is red and he looked really upset with me. 40. She'll be unhappy with my sales. Nervous. 40. I bet the other salesperson did better this month. Nervous. 80. I'll get fired or get a pay cut. Nervous. 80%. This all comes back to love. More love. The world needs more love. In increase the emotional intelligence specifically in men about love. Uh... I've seen a lot of men in my experience, they avoid the emotional talk. They don't want to talk about love. They just want to be tougher. And I don't know. I think that's kind of a dying trend as time goes on, to be honest. And either way, I'm choosing to go the other way. As you can see, Vic's first thought, why is she reading it here, did not make him very nervous. So it was not particularly hot. His next three thoughts made him more nervous, so these were hotter thoughts. 
his last two thoughts, I bet the other salespeople did better this month and I'll get fired or get a pay cut, made Vic extremely nervous. And so these were the hottest thoughts. Asking yourself a number of questions as Vic did makes it more likely that you will find hot thoughts to help you understand your emotional reactions. There is one last thing of importance on Vic's thought record. Notice that the childhood memory he recalled seemed closely tied to his reaction to the supervisor. Later, Vic learned to, to look for similarities and differences between the supervisor's reading his report and his dad's criticizing his lawn mowing. Becoming aware of this memory and learning to see the differences between his childhood experiences and his adult experiences helped Vic learn to react in more helpful ways with both his supervisor and his wife. Identifying hot thoughts. Now you are ready to identify your own hot thoughts for each of the automatic thoughts you listed on worksheet 7.3 on page 60. Rate how much, one to 100, this thought alone led you to feel emotion that you circled. Write the rating next to each thought. These ratings will help you decide which ones are the hot thoughts which is kind of your pain trigger is another term. The hottest thought is the one with the highest rating. Do these thoughts help you understand why you had this particular mood? On worksheet 7.3, circle or mark the thoughts, the hot thoughts for the mood you circled are marked in column two. If none of the thoughts listed are hot, ask yourself the questions in the helpful hints on page 54 again to try to identify additional automatic thoughts. The skills taught in this chapter are so important that the chapter ends with a special thought record, worksheet 7.4. With the addition of a fourth column in which you can rate the hotness of each automatic thought you identify, notice the helpful hints and questions at the bottom of column three, which remind you what information to include in automatic thoughts column. Use Worksheet 7.4 until you can successfully identify your automatic thoughts and find the hot thoughts connected to your moods, also known as your pain triggers. Before you move on to the next chapter, practice this skill until you are comfortable with it. We recommend that you complete Worksheet 7.4 at least once a day for one week. Okay, well, let's do that. We have included four copies of this worksheet for your convenience. Additional copies can be printed off there. It is important to be able to identify your hot thoughts and understand the links between your thoughts and moods before you go on to the next steps. Once you can figure out your hot thoughts, then you are ready to read chapter eight, which teaches you how to evaluate these thoughts and make changes that can lead to more adaptive ways of thinking. The more thought records you do, the faster you will feel better. I like that. Okay, so maybe we'll do, yeah. Doing a thought record is not a test, is an exercise in identifying your thoughts and thought patterns that are connecting your mood. Oh, this is good. This is good. So this is, I would consider this, this is like deep personal work. And if you are doing this and you do follow the advice, you know what? You have competitive advantage because I can assure you, 
Most people aren't doing this. With continued practice, you'll be able to become more skilled in completing your thought records. As your skills increases, you are likely to feel better and more control of your life. This is cool. It's kind of exciting. Gives you uh, something to look forward to. And again, these are two PhDs. These guys are... Okay, so I'm going to do this for a week. And... Uh... pause here because I already did one I'm just gonna do a yeah I'm gonna for the next week I'm going to do this that's what we're gonna do for the podcast for the next week I'll just do this uh, last summer here mood checkup now that you're beginning to learn how to identify your automatic thoughts it is a good time to measure your moods again remember that you can use the following measures and score sheets chapter seven summaries Automatic thoughts are thoughts that come into our minds spontaneously throughout the day. Whenever we have strong moods, there are also automatic thoughts present that provide us clues to understanding our emotional reactions. Automatic thoughts can be words, images, or memories. To identify automatic thoughts, notice what goes through your mind when you have a strong mood. Specific types of thoughts are linked to each mood. The chapter suggests questions you can ask to identify these mood-specific thoughts. Hot thoughts are automatic thoughts that carry the strongest emotional charge. These are usually the most valuable thoughts to test on a thought record. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up here. All right, I want to thank you for listening today, and uh, congratulations. You just got smarter. Anyways, take care, comb your hair, and uh, for the next week, I'm going to, I guess the next seven sections, I'm going to do the uh, identifying hot thoughts. And I look forward to growing. All right. Take care. Come here.